Steve Acorda Gwail as Fortigree Sportsline on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon everyone. You're welcome to the Sportsline here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dirk Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 and on the TuneIn app. And on today's show, I'm John Dezabas by co-presenter Pat McNamara. Mm-hmm. On today's show is predominantly camogie and hurling. And what a, week, what a week we have just had in the County of Clare with the camogie and hurling results. And first of all, we're going to t- uh, talk about the Clare Camogie Minor Camogie team who later on today are playing the Munster Minor Final against the Might of Cork all the way down in Clare in County Tipperary. And we're joined in studio by the manager of the Clare Camogie team, a lady well known to us here from Scarif Agundlo, is Eleanor Walsh. And we're also joined by the captain of the Clare Minor Camogie team who has made the long trick all the way from Clannair up to talk to us, it's Ema Bigley. You're all very welcome. Thank you. Pat, what a week for Clare. Yeah, it just in, board, bit, in board courts. It got better and better as the week went on, and uh, you know, from maybe being down the dumps last year, particularly in hurling. But I suppose even you know, Camogie wasn't all wasn't all um, rosy either. But uh, just the progress of the senior team, the junior team, and the minor team now as well uh, in Camogie. We'll, we'll talk about Camogie for now. Um, it's been marvelous. It's marvelous to see it. You know, the fantastic work going on in the clubs and developing squads, etc. So you know, from the top down, everybody's working very hard, and, the, and it's coming to fruition. And it's great to see a minor team in the final, and and we wish them every success in that. But uh, hurling wise as well, look at it's just been unbelievable. And uh, how things can change you just, if you're patient and put in the work, things can come t- turn around. Even if you're at a low ebb, things can change very quickly if you put in hard work. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And we're going to start with Camogie, and as I said, we're joined by the manager and the captain, uh, Eleanor Walsh and Eva Bigley. Eleanor. It hasn't been the easiest journey in the minor camogie this year. You know, you've had a, a tough run. Tell me, how did you turn around from, you know, being at the depths of despair maybe a month ago to now being in the yeah. Munster final? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't easy. Um, like, there was definitely a, a period that we went through where we could not win a match. We just couldn't. We couldn't get a performance. We couldn't. And I suppose, you know, when you go to Waterford twice then and get beaten fairly significantly, you'd have to say, um, by um, a team like them. And they were good. They were a good team. Um, I suppose at that point, you're at a a low ebb and you're either going to come out with a tremendous fight in you or in many ways, then you should stop doing it. And I'm lucky to work with a great management team and the girls are super and they just dug deep. And, you know, we kind of, you know, it was based on facts. We all, we're always telling them that they weren't that bad, you know, and sometimes results can, can you know, lie. Can can lie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we stuck to the kind of game plan. We got the matchups right, I think, last Saturday. Um, we talked more and more tactics sorry, than we had um, been up to then. And, um, you know, we knew they had to have the three hours journey in their legs instead of us because the previous two matches were, were away. And I suppose maybe a little bit of complacency from their side too. Um, but we capitalised on it all. And person for person on the pitch was on top last Saturday. From the goalie out, we were on top in every position uh, on the pitch. And look, at when that happens, the scores will come, the defence will come. And I suppose just tactically, or we concentrated really hard on stopping the um the Waterford defence delivering good ball into the um into the forwards. So we probably worked more with our forwards on their defensive play. They're well able to score given the opportunity, but equally you can't not have forwards acting defensively as well. And Eva, you're the captain captain of the team and unfortunately you have been you've been stood down with by, by sickness, but you no, know, glad to get you back to play a part. The game against Limerick, I think, was a big turning point for Clare Camogie. You know, when things are going bad, a win, anything, a win of any description can change the whole course of things. Yeah, definitely. We Before that, we had been kind of put down by losses, but I suppose that game kind of gave us the confidence against Waterford. And we knew we had it in us from the start, but I suppose we just needed that kick to um, just to let us know that we really did have a chance to get going into the next match. Yeah, and indeed, you know, in a win, you know, the confidence it breeds and it, it, it just really 
gets the whole group going, you know, everything in the past is forgotten and you you just you just move forward. You just move forward and you can tell people that, you know, you're you're great and you're you know, you're not so so bad. And look if we look at our under twenty hurlers, you know, this year, they were a great team. They didn't get the wins, but they are a great team and I suppose Really, the win gives you the belief, allows you to believe it and gives you the confidence um, around it as well. And the girls probably needed to feel that themselves rather than people telling them. And I suppose that day against Limerick, um, they, they did, they did you know, really well getting the win. Nothing between us, looking at the stats afterwards, you know, really not a lot between us, but a, a good bit of grit, yeah. maybe more yellow cards than Limerick <laughs> got. And, the, and that wasn't a bad thing. And uh, but equally, when we started out um, last December, um, John Hanrahan, who is um, the, uh, one of the coaches with me, said, we have to figure out how to score goals. We are not going to go anywhere by just w- scoring points in that. And look at in the last two matches, hasn't that come to fruition? The score, the Limerick match was one ten to 11 points. 11 scores each, we got the goals. The score of the Waterford match, 2-13 to 13, we had got you know, the, the two goals. So um, at, at least that plan came um, to fruition at the end. Yeah, there's no doubt goals win matches. But Eamon, go back. you didn't all just start in the last month, you know, and you had the All-Ireland campaign. But you're training since probably last, last November or December. Yeah, you know, December. It is, it, is, it is long, hard going. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, it's been... A long time now since we started back in December with our like strength and conditioning with Mike, um, who's been with us for I don't know how many years now. But um, the strength was built up now in the winter months, and it really stood to us. I think the last few matches, the especially the Limerick match, you could see with the yellow cars, we were definitely <coughs> matching them with physicality, and um, that definitely I think uh, put us over the edge at the end of the match. And as you know, and as your father will tell you, nice people don't ever win anything. You have to have the mix, there's no other about that. But yeah. you're all tremendously good hurlers as well, so it's just a matter of bringing it all together. Yeah, I think it was. I think everything fell in place uh, in the during the Waterford match. I, you could really see everybody, Just you could not fault one person on that pitch. They all um, played their best games I've ever seen them play, and it's just they really dug their teeth in, in, into Waterford and... The skill levels were just amazing. Like um, each ball that came into them, they fought until they st- they got the ball realistically um, and got the scores. And how do you then, as captain, Eamor, I know it, it must be very must have been very hard to watch yeah. as captain from yeah. the sideline. And I know you know yourself, you're a sports made family, yeah. and you know there's no doubt about that. And all tremendous sport people, it must be very hard for you as captain to watch from the sideline, really just wanting to get in there. Uh, yeah, it was, but um, I had faith in my girls and I knew that they'd come out with that, that morning. They, the focus was just unreal in the dressing room um, and in the warm-up. We just, just knew by them that they were going to come out with a win. And they had to bring you on to finish it off, though. Uh, yeah, for a few minutes anyways. <laughs> it was great to see her um, come back on and she survived <laughs> it and, and did, did well. But um, Eleanor, as well as that, you know... You know, it's not because Eamon's here. She's a tremendous player and a tremendous leader and it would Absolutely. be a, a loss to any any county team or any club team. And, you know, for Claire to get through, you know, even without a player of Eamon's ability and now to have her available fully for the final, that's a tremendous plus going into face Cork. Oh, it is a tremendous plus, yeah, absolutely. And it will be a case of all hands on deck, um, uh, really. Um, Eamon's super player, as you said, s- super leader. Everybody in the... the the team, the panel, um, really respects her. She was an easy choice for for captain. Um, it just gives so much um, every time she goes out. And equally, last Saturday on the sidelines, and again against um, the Limerick match, she gave everything. Oh, she'd be fight. She'd be shouting. Sure. <laughs> Where did she get that from? Just <laughs> yeah. Eleanor, maybe as from management point of view, uh, you know, with underage teams. There's, there's two things. There's there's the thing of trying to win the, the competition you're in, but also it was minor level or maybe even under twenty. It's also about developing players for the future for the Clare senior teams and or maybe junior and senior teams, adult teams anyway. So, from your point of view as as, as manager of this team, I know you'll be crazy dying to win this game this weekend against Waterford, obviously. But how important is it, regardless of that, that your role as developing players for the future 
is nearly, nearly more important than maybe getting a trophy. What do, what do you think yourself? Yeah, I agree. And look, that was probably one of the reasons why we couldn't win a match <coughs> earlier on in the year because we were not going out to win the matches. Not the, we, the challenge matches, anyhow. We were not never going out to win them. We, I kept thinking we would still win them and, you know, play 20, 20, 22, 24 players. Uh, but we didn't. Um, but still, actually, it was good to kind of stick to, you know, the, the game plan of, you know, getting value from the challenge matches. Because yeah. actually, at the end of the day, you're right, Pat. Um, we want to make sure that there's five, six, seven players coming out That's of this point, minor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On, uh, onto maybe the junior team. And it's fantastic now. We've got a better structure, I think, Absolutely. in Clare Camogie with the juniors and seniors um, p- training and, you know, working together and uh, and going on then hopefully some of these girls. And I would think the lady sitting beside me now <laughs> will be one of those. Um, I know that <laughs> part of that there, then Emer yourself, uh, just from the way you're talking about the results there, and Emer, the results have been going well for a long time. Do you think your improvement in your play, I know you missed a bit yourself, but great to see you back again, has uh, coincided maybe with uh, the ground becoming better and with a bit of grass on the pitch and drier, you know, are you a team who likes to top the ground and play skillful? Or, you know, is it a coincidence that you got better through hard work or does being able to play on a good pitch help the kind of game you play? Um, Not necessarily. I think that throughout the pitch that there are definitely players who are more nifty like fast hurlers yeah. that like the dry weather and the top of the ground yeah, yeah the good pitch but there's still few players that able to dig in love the nitty gritty <laughs> stuff and getting that's a mullican yeah getting the hands dirty on the don't pitch don't yeah. yeah there's few that love that sort of stuff and would be mad on for it and probably will be seen but, on sa- on Saturday yeah. doing it but um, I think that the work that we put in was just kind of all coming together on um, Saturday that it was the work that we did in November and December exactly. and January that But it must be really more enjoyable for yourselves too, to be playing Camogie now at, at the highest level and coming to the final this time of the year because I said not, a lot of Camogie includes Scarafagunlo seniors they're good campaigns through the winter you're playing in the worst conditions and training and freezing nights so it must be a great reward to be still involved and playing in, lo- in these nice conditions so I suppose that's more enjoyable now as well then, is it? Oh yeah, definitely. The summer hurling is yeah. the best hurling you can get. It's just great to watch the girls and the, the nice passes and the off the off the shoulder passes and stuff. It's just it's really nice to see. It's top tier hurling, like. Yeah, and you can carry out the things you've been trained when you in the match down the conditions are good. And even there's no doubt with top you're talking about top tier hurling or top tier camogie and you're meeting the top team one of the top teams in the country yeah. in the Rebels in Cork you know and they're not going through a great spell at the moment and hopefully that spell is going to continue later on when you take them on <laughs> yeah, it's, going to be, it's going to be a tough match Emer. oh yeah no doubt about it we're in for it on Saturday with the, against them they're the All-Ireland champions I think they beat Galway, Galway in yeah. the at the end of March by a couple of points anyways no, no, and yeah. Uh, yeah. definitely we're in for it against them but I think if we pull out the same type of performance we did last week which I'm no doubt we can do um, we could. We definitely are in for running for Monster Champions you've been in this Monster Championship you've improved with every outing there's no doubt about that you know and the last two games significantly you're going to have to up at another level but they're, they're more than you know from what we hear they're well more than capable of, of moving up another 20-30% to take on Cork Oh absolutely and when you've got a belief and a few wins under you like that's that's worth that you know a few scores to you it, it's it just brings it brings everybody up it's a it's a rising tide um when the Watford uh, mentor came over and spoke to the girls on after Saturday's match he reminded the team that um Watford had had only lost by a point in extra time to Cork in the All Ireland quarter final. So he he was of great praise to the girls and said, you know, you got to believe that you can do it. And they felt that they threw it away. And there we were last Saturday, haven't beaten them. So we've every reason to go on and feel that we have a shot to it. And the, the, the attitude will be the same as last Saturday is we're going to give it a go. We're going to give it a really good go. And uh, I'd be confident that, um, that, that the performance would improve again. And hopefully it will be enough. We've got our homework done. We've got our plans. Um, I've every faith in the, in the girls that they'll give a good, clear Camogie performance. Yeah, not out. And Emer, you know, when you're on a roll and results follow, you know, they can be taken down, there's no doubt about that. And they'll probably be complacent coming in, you know, a small bit complacent coming into play, Clare. But look, if if Waterford I lost them by a point, Clare beat Waterford by six points, quite comfortably by all accounts, 
you know, tis in, the game is in the melting pot. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think the bit of confidence will do us wonders on Saturday. Um, it was great to get that win on the, against Waterford. I think we really needed that, especially after the two losses against them. They they really stuck with us throughout our campaign, and um, I think getting the win over them, especially by six points, it's really boosted our confidence, and we're gonna go in with all guns blazing. All, all guns blazing, yeah. And there's no doubt. Look at Clare now in the junior final. They're in the minor final. Should be in the senior final. Hopefully, we'll be in the senior final after 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 Sunday. You know, it's great times for Clare Camogie. Yeah, this past week has been brilliant. The girls on Saturday, on Sunday, say before the thirdest match. So it was great to see people around, and especially in Semple Stadium, it was on. It was unreal to see, and they pulled out great performance. And hopefully, they can finish it off this weekend, um, again in the replay and the juniors as well on Monday. Um, they're in the Munster final as well, and it's just great to see Claire Camogie being getting recognition for the players that we have. Speaking about yourself, and obviously your sister is going to be coming back. Uh, uh, unfortunately for club, she's going to be back. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I don't mean that. It's better to have you know good yeah. to see her back. She, you know, that, like that horrific cruciate injury. Yeah. yeah. Bad enough now to be facing one big league, but now going to facing facing two at the one time. Uh, yeah, sure. Hopefully she'll be back. She's making her recovery anyways. It's an awful injury to get, isn't it? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Through Clendera, looking forward to the year again, Emer. Oh yeah, we are. Mm. Hopefully come up against the African <laughs> again this year. We might get the win again this yeah, year. Yeah, you, you deserve Hopefully. one at, at, at this stage. From your own point of view, who is your role model? Who do you uh, who do you look to? You know, as a when you were growing up, at, at, and you've been in every hurling field and every Camogie field in Clare and in the country. <laughs> If you were to name one player that you'd aspire to be or that you really looked up to, who would it be? Uh, well, definitely my sister had a big influence on my Kwogi and my dad, definitely, because we would Just don't say that. <laughs> 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 I have to say that, Leo. <laughs> um, out the back, like, hurling with him in the garden, like, we'd, all four of us would be out in the back, hurling and helmets on, going against each other for hours on end. Um, but does your mother does your mother had the wrist now oh from yeah, the squash, she did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she won't let us forget it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say definitely my sister. Um, just seeing her all the way up, like she's always been pushing me harder and harder trainings. And even when I went up to senior last year, she was really helpful with me and like getting me, letting me get to know the girls and stuff. And it's just really nice to have. She's one for the future, Eleanor. A hundred percent, Leo. A hundred percent. And uh, Claire Camogie is lucky to. I seen to her. I seen her years ago on the sidelines. I said we would call her Corley, and I said she's mm. <laughs> the great thing that yeah. her sister. She looks up to so much because yeah, it is yeah. fabulous players in True Clanair as well. She could have t- talked about her, obviously. I'm sure she does look up to them, of yeah. course, and also in Claire in general. But just that her was her sister is a sign that you know the sister has been a real leader as well, Roisin and. You know, and the fact that Emer so so um, has been uh, affected by her and and encouraged, I think, is just is just lovely. And there's no doubt, and I have to say this about our father. Our father was a hard man, Harlan. He hasn't twenty percent of the skill that uh, children have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have to get that in. But uh, you know, tremendous part of the family. Ilner, what a week for Claire Camogie. You know, the senior team. What a performance in Simple Stadium last Sunday. You know, and looking forward to. Another day in the Gaelic Crowns this Sunday. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that performance was really good on um, on Sunday mornings noon. Um, probably unlucky not to come out with um, the win. Really, um, possibly ref kind of maybe called a chart as well for a minute or two. But um, super performance again all over the pitch. Great to see the I suppose the, the influence of the new management in. I've seen players playing in positions that I hadn't seen them playing yeah. before and you know wow what you know. The changes is good for the rest. It is. Up, yeah, that's true. It has freshened it up. Um, I thought they played really you know as a, uh, cohesively as a, as a team. Some got some lovely scores chased down things you know right. didn't didn't leave you know kept their structure as well very impressed by no. them and then, and then to come up Monday and back it up with the junior team coming mm. on once the final you know it, it's just all systems go it's all systems go I tell you 10 minutes into that junior game on um, uh, yeah there was there was never going to be in doubt that it was going to be um, a, a, a clear win just all over the pace, place their pace um, was fantastic they just found each other they made they, they've just found each other in space 
Um, it was a lovely game to watch, really impressive game to watch now. Um, I know they're facing Waterford um, on the 14th. And um, yeah, we're really, now it's great to be in all these finals, but actually now yeah, it's no. next next job, well, right? You're, you're next up. You're next <laughs> up. Isn't it a, a great justification for the decision made to both have a management stru- structure that involves both senior and junior together, training together, and, you know, a link between the two, strong links between the two managements, whatever, if one management you could say nearly. You know, yes. obviously this, this shows that it was the right decision to do, and I mean, the progress and the interest in the junior team and the fact that those girls are all so committed and yeah. tra- training with the seniors, obviously a, a great decision made uh, a number a while back ago. Yeah, absolutely. And the fun they're having, like, you know, they, you can you Which see them. And yeah. yeah, when we came off the pitch last Saturday, so many of the juniors and seniors were there um, in the stands waiting to clap us on. The same in the stands, you know, in Meelik should last, be That should be the way, last, that's the way it should be. Uh, it's, it's, it's just great. And... You know, we've been, you and I have been involved in Clare Camogie for a long time and we would hardly see, you know, uh, a player except for maybe they're related or that. But, you know, so I know the management are encouraging the players to, you know, look out across all of the age groups and encourage it across all the age groups. And they had Easter camps there as well. So I suppose it has to be all joined up thinking, really. And uh, but it is the result of years and years and years and years of a lot of effort from a lot of people. There's no doubt finally we have to let let Ken let you go without look at Eleanor. It's a big test today or against Cork. You know, it can be done. I was only of all your homework done at this stage. You've got your matchups spot on against your own native Port Lorigan. Mm-hmm. And I presume you have your matchups ready again for, for Cork. I do, yes. Like you know, there there's definitely a few players that um we will be um Tell closing them. down as 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 much as we can. But you know, equally We've seen a few weaknesses as well, and we'll certainly be making um, the most of those as well. But yes, the Corks you'll have um, you'll have you know Catalans and you know names same that. Name, <laughs> same, same. Eva, we're going to finish with you. You're, as I said, you're the captain of the team. Are you a woman for the speeches, or do you just lead by example? I wouldn't be one for the speeches now. I'm not great at talking, but. Um, I just say a few words before, to the girls before we go out. Just uh, have their heads in the game and um, focus. the focus. Really, it's just that's all we need. Focus and because I know they have them in it, we have it in us. But um, that's all we need. A bit of focus and we'll get through it. There's not about it. Ella Walsh, manager of the Clare uh, Minor Camogie team, and Ema Begley, uh, captain of the Clare Minor Camogie team. Thanks very much for coming in to talk to us, and we wish you the very best of luck in the Munster final against Cork. Thank, Thank you. are listening to Sportsline on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarletbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Emer Bigley and Ella Walsh of the Clare Minor Camogie team. And now we go from Minor Camogie uh, to Minor Hurling, and what a fabulous campaign the Clare Minor Hurlers are after having uh, topped up with the achievement of reaching a Munster final with a tremendous victory over Cork down their home patch of Parky Rin the other night. And we're joined on the line by uh, one of the management team, it, it's Donna Maloney, a man who's deeply involved in underage hurling in Clare. And it's one of the major reasons for the uh, return of Clare to be very, very competitive at underage level more effect with Clare getting to that Munster minor final. Donald, you're welcome once again to Scarab Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo. Good to talk to you. Yes, indeed. And Donald, first of all, many congratulations to you and the rest of the selectors and, of course, uh, the manager, Brian O'Connell, on reaching a, a Munster minor hurling final. Donald, this time last year, uh, underage hurling, uh, Clare were in the depths of despair after a 40-point uh, beating in, in a Munster championship game. I tell you what, a turn, what, what time is a great healer and, and a lot of work has gone in in the meantime. But to turn around and beat Cork down their home patch, you know, it's very ironic and as Clare reached the Munster final and congratulations to all. Yeah, it is. Um, I think there's a couple of things there though. The, firstly, last year, last year was a little bit of an aberration. Um, it wasn't reflective of Clare underage hurling and the reason for that is because that group unfortunately had been didn't get the necessary due care and attention. They were outside the system, if you like, um, and the the management team that took them on for the minor, they only had them for two, three months. 
and they were all top coaches and did they did their utmost in that period of time. But uh, <coughs> where it was lost with those guys was unfortunately the three years prior. Um, and you know it, it was it was it was a pity. Uh, and actually, uh, five or six of the guys that played last night actually were yeah. part of that uh, team. I played played that night as well in Turles. But um, but players recover quicker than coaches, um, as, as, especially at that age, right? They they bounce, and um, you know, they, I think um, the old guys in particular that were in Turles last year, they they were they were over the moon last night uh, with with, with uh, how they performed. There's no and Donald. There's no doubt about you know with the underage uh, hurling, the setup with the development well, the structure in Clare underage hurling at the moment is just second second to none, and the results are are, are, are proving the case. Well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get over exuberant yet, right? Because you know the, the the reality is last night's results was was probably way ahead of expectations, um, and and. Like at the start of this year, we actually argued to, um, we lobbied for a change in the in the round robin system uh, from a Clare perspective because we would probably, you know, be coming in maybe as a bottom feeder, um, maybe being seen as maybe below Waterford, below, uh, you know, that, that, that you know that's that's where we would have been seen at the start of the year. Definitely not in the in the domain of Limerick or Limerick or, or the Limerick or Tipper Cork, but. So we asked, we actually lobbied for an extra game uh, to be added into the the structure uh, that we just set up, right? And, and and to be fair to Patrick Cyril, he got that sorted for us. Um, but um, I think that um, you know the, we're we're on we're on a better path. I think in terms of the underage, um, last night's result was probably uh, earlier than much earlier than expected. Um, and I, I think to be fair to what Kieran McDermott did. About three three and a half years ago now, I think um, he's researching and he's bravery in changing the structure and pulling Clare out of the forest in competition. Uh, I think uh, they were all the right moves, and um, he's, he's he's kind of set out a strategy or set out a vision for the development of players um, rather than trying to win under fourteen or under fifteen competitions, right? So, um, and I think that. Hopefully, we'll continue to bear fruit in time. Yeah, and there's no word. The key word, the key word is, is development, and there's no. But Donald, looking back to the result last night, you know, and I know if you have a bigger game to come even next week, but that's a tremendous boost, you know, for the system, and that will give confidence to all the players down along the line, also. Yeah, it will. It will, and I think um, it's a, it's a boost for the coaches as well, right? Um, you know, because you, you mentioned Brian already. Um, Brian's a great manager, and Damien Holleran. Um, Damien was with Galway twenties and minors for a couple of years. Um, uh, Fintan Lee, Mealy Morelli, Keith Hogan, Cyril. I mean, Cyril, Cyril is, Cyril is Cyril. incredible. <laughs> um, you know, I think um, you know it's a, it's a great boost for the coaches because they they have they worked uh, extraordinarily hard even all through lockdown. Um, you know, we all had to learn new skills in terms of how to coach guys on Zoom. Um, and um, you know every coach stepped up to it. And, you know it's been a very interesting communications challenge trying to coach seven or eight guys on a on a on a, on a video screen on a, on a Saturday morning, right? But that's that's what we did for fourteen weeks last year. Like so, so, um, um, so it's been um, it's been it's been challenging, but it's been it's been very uh, uh, inspiring as well in ways working with these lads because they have um, the great thing about. About you know the the underage and the kids and that is um, there's loads of kids there to be trained and coached. There's loads of talent out there. Um, <coughs> the parents, the parents um, are uh, so committed and even more committed than the than the teenagers at times. And you know I think you know it's, it's, the onus is on us to um, put the, the coaching structures in place to to, to maximise what's available to us. Donald, you mentioned there a few minutes ago, Pat here, by the way, um, about Clare being seen as maybe, you know, lower down the rankings than, than even Warford uh, uh, at times in Munster and underage. And just I just know as, uh, want to know, as a coach yourself and, and the other coaches talking to you, uh, what do you think were the, were the things Clare underage players that come into the system need most? Is it skill? Is it tactical awareness? Is it strength, conditioning? Is it, uh, uh, you know, commitment? 
or is it kind of all of the above? You know, what were the, the things that were needed most for those players to get to the level that they're at, that that Spanish team have reached now? Well, the starting point was the coaching expertise. Right. That's the that's the that that was the gap area, um, uh, and I'm not talking about last year's minor management team ranting because they were all superb coaches. I'm talking about um, we needed to be doing strength and conditioning coaching from the age of 13, 14. Um, we needed to actually raise the the fitness level of players as uh, hugely, especially coming out of lockdown. Um, and the skills in is, is you know the, the the skills within the the tactical the game the way the game has been played now and the way the game is going to be played in the future um, have to have coaches that sh- that sh- actually um, are able to embrace that and not be afraid of it um, um, and you know we've you know the, so the coaches we have we've got a mixture of probably you know across the system we've got a mixture of both of lads who would have maybe coached for decades you know and they're they're giving us uh, you know, Sterling Service again, PJ Fitz, Sean, Sean Stack, and Joe McGrath, and Cyril. And then you have the younger guys coming in, uh, the likes of Damien Holler. Um, and, and, you know, the, the likes of Damien now really embrace the, um, um, the, the, the current game, a uh, huge student of the game, and, and really goes after the tactics. So, like, all the, you know, the passing moves last night and all that, like, you know, the retention of possession. Um, have to have coaches who can coach that and comfortable and, and have the courage to coach it. Um, and that's not easy. It's not easy, but um, you have to do it because that's where the game is now and where the game is going. So really, as I say, players are the most important element in anything. But you, you, you'd be saying there that we need more and more coaching of the coaches, especially in the modern game, and that that is already happening and as you mentioned, the older lads there have been around for, for decades. They still have something to offer. So it's a, it's a blend, basically a top of top class coaching, whatever it is the coaches. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, we've been very fortunate that, you know, Joe and PJ and Sean and those that uh, came in and, and served, you know, after what they've done, they don't, they don't owe anyone anything like at this point, <laughs> no. but they still love the coach. They love hurling and they love the coach. And, um, and there's so much we can learn. You know, we can learn from them as well. Like, um, um, as uh, you know, that's that that that's critical. And they have a brilliant way with kids um, and with teenagers. Um, and that that's 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 fundamental. And the reason they're involved, they want to continue to learn and evolve and develop as well, right? So um, and, and give something back to the system. So, but the most crucial thing, I suppose, is that we we, we probably. You know, we, we're a great county at maybe criticism and, and people get disaffected and step away and, and, and but the, the ones that step away probably miss it. And um, they really, it's really, really important to, that we respect uh, and recognise and, and support uh, the development of coaches, getting them into the system and, and keeping them in the system and recognising them, right, because... Um, we probably had slipped in that area, to be perfectly honest, and, yeah. and the same is true for our schools. Um, um, our schools and our development squads are the key to the future, uh, and I think um, you know we we had we had we 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 definitely had slipped in terms of the the level of people uh, that we had orchestrating both. Right, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, there's no doubt, Donald. You hear again that uh, there had to be a change across the board, and you know, and even coming in, they said the certain starts of, of last year, right, with the, the under 15 schools competition. What a tremendous success that was, and it got players giving a bit of a profile. Uh, got players playing early on, in, say in the winter time where there wouldn't be games, and you've seen by, by the crowds that were at the games, and everyone embraced it, and. A tremendous success, and it really kind of set the seed, you know, for those uh, the pathway for these going forward. Yeah, look, we're after having two years of lockdown, right? And, and kids want games, and the reality is, the guys that played last night, they went straight from under fourteen. They're the first crowd in history to go from literally under fourteen <laughs> to minor. Uh, There's nothing in between, because um, um, they they played under fourteen in in, in twenty nineteen. But nothing in 2020, <clears throat> and in 2021 they 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 were they were straight into under 17 level, right? Um, because there was no under 16 competition. So, 
you know, kids want games, and if they don't get games in hurling, they get games in soccer, they get games in rugby. Uh, the competition for for talent and for uh, you know, people with athletic potential is is enormous. Um, and you know, they what dad did or whatever mom did doesn't really matter. They will go where they're they're most coveted, if you like, right? And that's really really critical. So if you've got bad coaches or poor coaching structures or whatever, in in, uh, in you're going to drive them away, right? So you want you want to attract them in. Right? So I think. Um, uh, you know that's why it's so so important, right? To to um, have the right level of coaches uh, involved, uh, and and to continue to drive coach education has been critical. Right? There's no, there's um, no, doubt. and don't as well as that. Young lads are getting more witted now, and they they they'll cop on quick enough to what's going on anyway. You know, and you know you can't pull the wool over their eyes like they, like they did before. You know. Well, not at all. I mean, if you don't go in prepared, then you're you're really going to be you're, you're, you'll be found out fairly quickly. No matter if fourteen or fifteen year old won't be long judging you, right? That's right. <laughs> As you said, and I thought even watching the game last night, you mentioned about ball retention. I think that has been one of the greatest assets that where Clare have improved at under you know under since the, even the campaign started for yourselves is the ball retention. And you started the campaign, the monster campaign, with a game against Tipperary down in Simple Stadium. You're going to finish uh, the Munster campaign with the, a game against the same opposition in in the, in the Cayley Crowns in a Munster final. A tremendous occasion. Uh, looking forward to next Wednesday night, Donald. Yeah, it is. It's a tremendous occasion. It's a good occasion for the players. And um, I suppose it's trying to get the balance right to between development and winning uh, because the, the winning the competition isn't the be-all and end-all. But sometimes you have to win a few rounds to extend the extend your your stay in the competition so you can continue the development and I think that's the opportunity the, the big prize for getting over last night is um, they they have a minimum of three more games yeah that's it it um, opens up the season without doubt yeah and that's the that's the big plus for this age group we didn't think it would happen this year to be perfectly honest we thought to be probably next year's bunch uh, would, would 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 probably crack that right but. Um, it's it's happened now, and uh, look, we look forward to you know taking on Tipperary, and um, look, they're 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 approaching it the same as 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 we are. Like you know, they've had uh, you know as I said an emphatic semi final win, right? But um, you know that hasn't always play out in the final either. Like it uh, doesn't carry through necessarily all the time. And Donald, as you know, a team a team can as you know a team will improve with more games, and, and the weather is the, the ground is in is in better condition now. And the bonus of getting three more games, as you said, is maybe a bit ahead of its time, but look, it is there. And you know how a team can improve from the start of the season to, to the finish. This team is going to improve even more in leaps and bounds, especially with these extra games coming, uh, Donald. Yeah, no, absolutely, it will. It they will improve, and I mean, look, there, there, look, there's only there's 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 about five or six fifteen year olds. Well, they're under sixteen this year um, uh, in that team. Um, and the rest of the guys, some of them are in turn, because a whole lot of them are under were under sixteen and a half last year, so that they won't be actually seventeen until probably August, September, October, November type time frame. So they're very, very young. Right? We got to continue to remember that, like in their critical part in their in their development as players. Um, so, yeah, this will give them a great experience. But I think what's most critical is that uh, it gives them an appetite. It gives them an appetite to continue to do things right and continue to take on board what they've learned and, and put it in practice over the next few years, not just for the next few weeks, but for the next few years. But it would also inspire the other guys who are com- who have come in who are in the academy because, like, the reality is from under fourteen to minor, we have north of two hundred and fifty players in the academy. Um, it's an enormous number, and so hopefully it will inspire them. You know that you know they would would like to get a taste of nights like last night, right? Um, so that's that's another major objective here that it will encourage those young fellas and their parents, right, in terms of. Uh, their development because it's not just about a minor squad right um, we've, a, we've a, got the Celtic Challenge squad behind yeah. us right who have trained tremendously hard as well and, and they're 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 playing the All-Ireland quarter-final this Saturday they've, they've, they've been they've been quite successful as well and under the guise of Ger Hickey formerly of Broadford yeah, we know him um, and, and Michal Duffy um, and I think um, and uh, Killian Malone right so was a football coach right Um um, uh, that we brought in, right? So, so it takes all it takes all people from different backgrounds to shape things, right? So, um, you know, but I think that um, hopefully, you know, 
by keeping the, the funnel as wide as possible and giving as many players as possible the opportunity to develop within the system and give them time to develop uh, and the next, the next nut to crack now is what do we do from 17 to 20 we have to yeah that, that I'm, just, I'm just going to that mm. my next question you know it, it, you can't rest in your laurels there's no about it and it's a continuous uh, pro, work in progress Don, and, and as you said um, 17 to 20 can be a difficult age it's a you know you know teenage years you know you know yeah. yourself you know it is a challenging uh, time Don, isn't it yeah, I know I'm a bit of a traditionalist, uh, the, the under-18 and the, 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 the 21, the under-21, obviously, I would be biased on the 21 anyway, right? But the, 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 I just think that um, the bridge from it's too much. 70 to 20, um, yeah, it, it could, it's, it's, it's difficult, but also the bridge then from 20 to senior um, is, 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 is very, very significant mm-hmm. also. Um, like you look at you look at their seniors at the moment, right? Like Ryan Taylor is twenty six, probably taking six seven years to get to become a, you know, to get to the level he's at now. Like in, in terms of how he's performing, right? But it's you know it, it's it's a big bridge from from nineteen twenty years of age to becoming a county senior. Um, and the, the reality is, third level colleges now it's a very short window of development. It's played during heavy you know bad weather and winter months and that right so so really you know the club if you're not in the clear senior squad right uh, then you're, you're it, it's there's a big bridge there from the 1920 and how do you close it right uh, to become a senior hurler like that, that's that's a concern uh, so I, I'm not sure it was the best and Donald, and Donald, looking at looking at it uh, from outside, you know, and it seems to be from talking to different people in different counties that, you know, it's gathering a bit of pace where people are are looking for for it to return to the traditional eighteen and twenty one or eighteen yeah eighteen and twenty one championships. And do you think that if enough of people can row in behind it, or enough of counties can row in behind it, that they may go back and change it, Donald? I I think you know it, it is. There's a lot of conversation around it. Um, and I know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of science behind why they moved it, as, as why they changed as they did. Like, but even you look at the current rules. I mean, Tip played Limerick there tonight, or Limerick in the Munster final, and Cahill O'Neill uh, for it's Limerick. Yeah. Um, he'll never be twenty again, and he's carrying the hurlies tonight uh, for his for for his county. Right? It's a strange um, decision. It's a strange decision. Which in he should be star of the show, right? Um, to the pity, and, to the pity uh, didn't, they didn't have him, he wasn't carrying the holidays the first night. Good <laughs> <laughs> point, yeah. But, um, the, but I think, I think, um, I, I just, I find that, I find that incredible. Um, I know that happens in soccer, um, that, you know, people would, you know, the, you, you, you commit to the senior squad rather than the underage squad and stuff like that. But this isn't, the GA is in soccer. Um, exactly. The GA was built on traditional values. And you know, playing with your 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 friends and colleagues coming up along through all the age levels was was one of the highlights, one of the memories you always carried with you through your career. And you know, that's been taken away, I think, by I think you know rules like that, which I'm not sure what the scientific basis of them is, right? But um, I just don't think it carry it it, it it stands up to scrutiny in terms of common sense, right? And and Donald, sorry, looking at before as the time is catching up, and as Donald, a tremendous at a time for Clare hurling. You know, Clare come on the back of two wins in the Munster Senior Championship. You've you've manifested that by getting to the Munster Final. The under twenties were unlucky not to get through. It's tremendous positive times for Clare hurling, um, Donald, and great to see you know the buzz going around the county and everyone. The main talk of the county is hurling again at the moment, which is what you want. Yeah, like I mean, we're we're we're. <laughs> <laughs> our mood we, we have a lot of mood swings in there and, uh, <laughs> and I think I think it's very easy to get excited right and um, like we're, we're we're not cock and we're not skinny we're not tip and we 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 don't have sustained traditional success like those counties would have right so <clears throat> when we are up we're really up for it right but when we're down we can we can we can really beat, beat each other up badly as well right but I think is um I think yeah, no, it's great at the moment, and the seniors, uh, you know, have been terrific the last two the last two weekends. Um, it's, you know, the the way they the way they the, what they did to both uh, Cork, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, in, in terms of really in terms of the Cork game, it was the tip game. People thought it was going to be fifty fifty, but the way they 
the way they went at Cork in that uh, first half last Sunday was was, was, was was inspiring. And you know, for any kid coming up through the system, looking at that, like you know, is is um, is is has to has to inspire them for the future. Donald, finally on that point, uh, looking on less at player seniors and indeed the minors as well in all the teams <coughs> playing hurling at the top level nowadays. You know the amount, the work rate that's required from every single player and substitute who comes on, in order to just compete, means the preparation has to be so so serious. Do you think it's sustainable for lads? I suppose young lads should be available for. But do you know into the future is probably going to get even more intense. Um, Clare at the moment seem to be in a good place in terms of bringing that. I suppose maybe Kilkenny introduced it twenty years ago or fifteen. Um, yeah. Do you think lads want to buy in, enough? Lads want to buy into that. Uh, make the sacrifices and be able to compete at that level with with the savage fitness, running all the kilometres etc. involved. We hope they do, but do you think that will continue? Um, well, I suppose you said there to Kikini, I suppose to, to probably clear introduced a lot of it in the nineties, yeah. um, and it perfectly. And Wexford, uh, Wexford followed suit, and you know, making or sorry, Kikini then brought it on to another level, and uh, in the nineties, and 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 maybe first half of the last decade and Limerick had brought it on another level again now um, and I he looked I mean it, things con- continuously evolve um, my, my uh, I have a niece-in-law who was with uh, Claire Junior Camogie and uh, she's training five nights a week wow. and she's 18 right so so it's you know it is it is um, it is a pattern in every every walk of life now or every sporting Every every serious uh, sporting organisation that the you know, the time given is 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 expensive and it it is expected, but the other side of that is it's a way of life um, and um, it's not damaging people's health. <laughs> it's actually it's actually the, the contrary. Um, it's a, it's a way of life um, uh, developing. You know the, the, the athletic development. The boundaries of that are continuously being pushed. The GA are learning more and more about it. The more S and C courses we put into the system, the better it will be. And um, so, I think I, I think it's it, it, it is sustainable because people have a choice to make. You know, if they they can participate at that level or they don't have to. They, mm-hmm. they if they want to do other stuff, right? Um, nobody's forcing anyone to do it. I think, right? Um, and you know what I what I see is that. There's kids out there, there's whole families want to embrace it, right? So um, it's a healthy pursuit and, um, you know, I think uh, people will always find a way. And so say all of us. There's no doubt about that. And Donald, the clock has caught up on us and thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. You know, we everyone, you deserve great credit and you all deserve great credit for where you've turned into Clare at the fortunes of Clare hurling around. And I know you've been central to all that. Look at the very best to look to you in and you and all in the Munster Minor Final uh, next Wednesday night. And of course, you know, and the further games, the three games or more that are left after that. Positive times, Donald. Uh, keep up the good work and thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. All right. Thanks for the lads. Okay, thanks, talk Donald. to you again. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And once again, thanks to Donna Maloney for taking the time to talk to us. And again, we wish the miners all the best on Wednesday night. Now we turn to our Linster representative and we're going to get the lowdown on the Linster Championship and what his thoughts of the Munster Championship so far. We go to our regular medalist um, from Kilkenny. It's Adrian Ronan. Adrian, Adrian, you're welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. How are you doing? Adrian, I suppose, uh, first of all, we cannot pass but without the, the match of the weekend from a Linster point of view was definitely uh, the clash of Kilkenny and Galway for more reasons than one, I suppose, with the to two managers as well uh, involved in Brian Cody and Henry Shefton. Galway got over by the minimum. Your thoughts on the progress of Kilkenny and Galway and the Linster Championship so far as a whole, Adrian? When you mentioned the match of the weekend, I thought you meant the Kilkenny and Galway under 20, 20 match, which was a huge result for Kenny Hurland, you believe? Yeah, brilliant match. Brilliant <laughs> well, for Kenny Hurland, it was a bigger result than, than the match on Sunday. But look, the match on Sunday, um, sure, look, Kenny was their first big test uh, in the Leinster Championship. No disrespect to Westmeath and Leash. This was on the radar the minute the Championship draw was made. Uh, Salt Hill, Kenny travelling, an awful lot of Kenny supporters staying over, making the weekend of it. It was a huge show. And then the side show, of course, with Mr. Shefflin and Mr. Cody. And then, 
that all led to being a, a huge occasion for Kenny and Galway. And look, to be fair, on a personal level, I just felt that if there was anything in Galway, I thought this was the one that had to win. This was a big game with further manager, possibly, uh, for Galway themselves playing in Salt Hill and for Galway to lay down a marker. So I knew and felt that we were under pressure and we had talked ourselves up a lot. The media had talked ourselves up a lot after our league performances and as we all know, now look what the league did to a lot of teams. Galway or Limerick showed no interest in the league and now they're the team to beat. So, again, the league is the league. It's still not championship and I think everyone was geared for championship while Kikenny did reasonably well in the league. It might have overshadowed and maybe uh, probably probably took people's minds, you know, onwards and upwards, I suppose, in relation to what they were going to be doing because at the end of the day, Kikenny... I think struggles in Galway on the first big test I had we're not going out of the championship by no means but I think we struggled on the day a point beaten at the last minute wasn't maybe a true reflection I thought on the day Galway were four or five points better team in Salt Hill but they might meet again as we know yeah, and I suppose Adrian, down the line, as you said, you know, Galway looked to be more definitely more than uh, looked more than a one point victory, or should have been more than a one point victory for Galway. It puts pressure on Kilkenny now. They have, you know, they have the two weakest teams played, as you said. You know, Dublin are on the crest of a wave and and are going very very well. You know, and then of course you have the the last game in the championship is the Yellow Bellies of Wexford coming uh, to Nolan Park, and they are, you know, it's more than likely it looks like it's going to come down to that game, is it? Yeah, well, sure, look, it looks, again, when you look at the championship, and you rightly said, Kilkenny and might have played the two weaker teams, but we must, in fact, also remember that Dublin now have the top player as what we think are the two strongest teams. So Dublin have a huge challenge to have six points, but that victory in Wexford was massive in the first round, down in Wexford. But we're not sure how good Wexford are at this stage. And they're still now, Dublin have yet now to meet the top two teams. So based on form and based on what we think we know, Dublin... Kenny and uh, Galway would seem to be the three teams that are farm teams but you're dead right it looks that it's going to head one way or the other for either Kenny or Wexford that the Kenny wexford match in Nolan Park is going to be the huge match the next day like I mean Kenny played Dublin that's massive for that group Leash and Galway you'd expect the Galway win you'd expect the Wexford win, win against this week so the Dublin-Kenny match is huge regardless of result Kenny and Wexford will go to Nolan Park to get a result so that's going to be an all-ticket fair and bumper to bumper in Nolan Park on, uh, on the, in the last game. So that's a massive ga- a game based on the Leinster Championship, yeah, possibly and, for uh, the third spot. And also, as you said, the, the Dublin Kilkenny game is a, is a is a very big game also. And you know, Dublin will be smarting from their league defi- league defeat to Kilkenny, where you know Dublin always seemed to play well against Kilkenny, and Kilkenny turned them over quite convincingly in the evening. You know, there's no more no better motivation for Dublin, Adrian. Yeah, no, and look, they raised their game to Kilkenny. I mean, the, to be fair to them, they based their model and their, their hurling practices on, on the Kilkenny model and have often done and, and give high praise <coughs> to Kilkenny. But they also love beating Kilkenny and matching Kilkenny and playing Kilkenny. And, and of course, and through my other uh, weekend work in the media, I've had a habit of meeting Matty Kenny on a few occasions. But early in the year, in some conversation and in some uh, Q&A that Matty Kenny was doing, he made reference and to the date of the 14th of May or the weekend as he said the weekend of the 15th of May playing Kenny in Dublin I remember on the day just turning around to Nicky Brennan and saying Jesus I didn't realise we were playing him mm-hmm. he had that date in his calendar uh, very early in the league and I just think that was one date that they looked at as the date as the big match in this, this championship you know what I mean they probably fancied themselves to a degree going down to Wexford but this is the make or break uh, this is their, this is their defining moment and Adrian Sorry, looking in general, maybe even leaving your Kilkenny hat off for a moment, it's just wearing your hurling hat. In general, the, the Leinster Championship is really about four teams. And uh, what do you think of the fact that Leash and particularly, I suppose, Westmeath, well, both of them are getting massive hammerings. And, uh, you know, you have a couple of games every weekend that are just practically meaningless puckerounds for the top four. I know it's not something we can solve immediately, but um, yeah. what do you think of the whole thing? I know, it's very disappointing. Uh, for both Le- Leash and Westmeath, there's a huge amount of work being done and there's huge energy being put into both teams. But look, if you're calling a spade a spade at this stage, to be fair to Leash, they're down a good few players uh, yeah. all year. They haven't they've, they haven't been playing with their full complement of players. Cheddar Plunkett is a huge hurling man, a better hurling man. In Ireland, there isn't. Uh, but he just hasn't got the look. So I give the Leash the benefit of doubt. Westmeath, unfortunately, 
just might be just out of the depth at the minute. Look, there's a massive opportunity and breakthrough to be had, and yes, you have to play again the best. But and they put up decent performance for a long time. To be fair, Danny Kenny rattled up to half time. Uh, that Dublin rattled last week, so it's just finishing out the games. Maybe they might be conditioned enough. Maybe they might be fit enough. That's maybe been a little bit harsh, but maybe that conditioning of playing at the top level to last the seventy minutes might be their last bit because they've they've demonstrated it for thirty forty minutes in most games. So they had to match the Kenny's and the and the Galway's toe to toe for a long time, or the Dublins, I should say. But at this stage, yeah, it's disappointing for Westmead, and I think I'd like to give Leash the benefit of the doubt. Since Eddie Brennan has left, things seem to have fallen apart. They have had been in hard luck with injuries and they've lost one or two players. And Maybe just, just maybe they're not just coming through like they should be. Yeah, but indeed, Adrian, as you will know, injuries and, and things like that can, can be excuses for what's going on deeper down behind the scenes. And, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot more going on there than, than meets the eye. And as you said, they seem to have gone, they have gone back very far from the highs of getting to an All-Ireland quarter-final that time when, when, when Eddie Brennan was over them. And, you know, played quite well against Tipperary that day in, in, in Crow Park also. But they've, they've, they've gone a long way back. Adrian, looking at the Munster Championship uh, from, from a distance and, you know, our own team here, Clare, going well, have Tipperary and, and, and Cork put down, you know, two big games to come against Limerick and Watford. Big games this weekend, Watford going, or Cork, you know, who are on the trap door going to the Fratter Field and Tipperary who are at the trap door also and going to no, no less a place than the Giddy Crowns. Yeah, and again, look, the Munster Championship is obviously so unpredictable. I suppose at the beginning, and as well you know, it's known as inside out. Limerick obviously had a poor league and now have transformed themselves. We're all in the chase and bunch in Leinster and Munster. Looks like Munster teams are most and best equipped to take on the Limerick challenge. And of course, everyone's talking about Watford. Um, yeah, but Watford have a massive game, I think, against Cork. There still could be a bounce in Cork, but the fact that they're playing in Watford and Welsh Park, you'd, you'd imagine that's worth four or five points to Watford. So you'd be thinking that. That's the game that maybe, you know, that, look, I don't know, I, the more I think about it, the nearer I get to it, I just wonder if more, can Cork pull a surprise. There's still a twist and turn in this Munster Championship. Everyone knows that, okay, Limerick are going to be more or less top in the group, but obviously Clare have been tremendous in the two matches to come. They have two tough games to come, of course, <coughs> Limerick and, and, and Waterford. So there's huge, huge, um, I think there's huge twists still to happen in the Munster Championship. I just... Just have a sneaky submission. I did a new local syndicate here and just have a sneaky submission. Cork just might be out of it just yet. They get two wins and then it's a head to head again, Waterford and Waterford struggle. And that means that Cork might get in as a third team. But look, I think there's an awful lot to play for. But based on what we all see and what we all know, hard to look beyond Glenway, Clare and Waterford at this stage. There seems to be, uh, okay, Cork, I suppose, um, they desperately need to win a game if they can. But there's fierce criticism of Kingston and, and the way their style of hurling they're trying to play. Tippy-tappy hurling, carrying the ball, similar players all around the field. You know, uh, confidence seems to be very low, though. So I know you're base, maybe you're basing it on the fact that Cork being Cork, there's always a, a kick in them. But there's a lot of criticism going on. Do you think they're capable of responding to that criticism in the tight confines of Walsh Park? Well, look, they got to an Ireland last year. They beat us along the way. They played a very good brand of hurling, yes. Again, and look, it goes back to the group and within the group and we'll talk about the famous word that Spirit and Brian Cody use and the spirit of the group. If there's anything in this group of players, this is their last stand. If there's anything in them, they've been, as you said, riddled by their own, riddled by the outsiders and riddled by all the rest of us. If there's anything in them at all. And when you look at the lads that are involved, the likes of Pat Mulcahy in the rock, you know what I mean? These were serious hurlers when they were hurling. These lads were wore their heart in their, you know, their, heart in their sleeve and they were serious rebels. And again, look, we all have buddies down in Cork and friends down in Cork. I just, look, have a great draw for Watford, but Watford are sometimes unpredictable. And again, during the league this year, and I know the connection well, they came up here to beat us in the, in the park here a few weeks ago in the league semi-final and couldn't beat us. And when Watford are down as favourites, you see him against Tipperary, struggled for a long time against Tipper in the first round below in Welsh Park. And look what Tipper after doing since. Yeah. So there could be a kick in, in Cork. And it's not that Cork are going to be maybe so more exciting than they should be. It's that Watford are so unpredictable at times. Now, I hope I'm wrong, as again, I have a great draw for Watford. Uh, but I just still just have a little, maybe I'm just being awkward and crooked. I just <laughs> might just have a Never. sneaky little suspicion for Cork. 
And I suppose as you're speaking of 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 Waterford and and Cork, and you're giving a slight, you're giving Cork a chance. Do you give your other neighbours any chance in the Gaelic rounds against Limerick, Adrian? <laughs> How many of them do we listen to this? Um, <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> uh, gosh, it's very unlikely, isn't it, lads? I mean, every time you pick up the paper, they're losing someone. To be fair, look, mm. the, look, you can't you can't afford to lose the likes of the players are losing, and now John McGrath gone into that bunch. Um, no, it's very difficult to see him, and they know that themselves. I mean, well, they could have and should have beaten uh, Water the first day, and then. Of course, the second day, then they'll, they'll, they'll let themselves probably down when everyone thought they might pull up a surprise against Clare. So, very difficult. Limerick are the farm team. Doesn't look like Tipper equipped at the moment. Too many injuries. Nah, he'd be a foolish man to cover Tipper, I think, in this case. And come here, Adrian, before we let you go, as you, you said at the outset, game of the year all uh, differently. That under-20 game between Galvin and Kilkenny the other day, it had just about everything. Yeah, and again... It probably went under the radar even with some of our supporters because we were all in Galway for the weekend and of course we some of us made it on the way back, more of us didn't, more of us were tired and shook or whatever the words you should be using. <laughs> um so some of us forgot about it driving through to Alamore, more of us forgot about it being on television. It turned out to be a great game for Kilkenny because from a just from a a, a player pathway point of view, we we are all wondering where was the next team going to come out again. Now we've only beaten Galway, but they've only they've been a hoodoo team, a lot of these young lads have lost minor semi-finals, lost minor finals, these lads. Nobody's too worried about Kilkenny Hurling. Nobody in Munster is certainly not worried about Kilkenny Hurling. But on a personal level, for Kilkenny Hurling, it was a massive result. A massive world result. Only if they pull it off now against Wexford. Because we've been out of this under-20 scene since 2008, which is a huge family in Kilkenny. We've been out of the minor since 2014. We haven't won one. So, we have a very good chance. We have a decent minor team. And we have a very good chance now, after getting over Galway, of having a bit of a say in an under-20 championship. Well, so, there, was no, there was no comparison in standards between the Kilkenny-Galway 20 game and the Gal and the Wexford Dublin game. The Wexford Dublin game was a lot of poking and fooling and mulliking. I thought, you know, I, I'm only feeling Kilkenny will take Wexford in this one, unless I'm very wrong. Well, the beat in the minor of this team two years ago, or three years ago, um, so our, our card is marked. But, um, yeah, you'd be thinking... Based on the, the what I think I know about this underage group of hurlers, we have a decent set of forwards. Not saying we don't have a decent set of backs, but look, being an ex-forward, forwards, um, having a few class forwards makes a huge difference to any team. And we have a few class forwards in this under-20 team. Uh, yeah, so your, man, your, your, your man Billy Drennan has been around a while, you know, so we, we, he seems to be, he's well-known anyway, there's no doubt about that. And a tremendous yeah, prospect Drennan for the future. comes with it. Drennan and Young Shine and Garo Dund and those three guys now come from very good stables and um, um, as the lad says have a huge potential ahead of them if they can mind themselves um, and they'll be heard of again them three guys yep there's no doubt about that and talk about being heard of again Adrian the time has caught up on us um, thanks for taking the time to talk to us here and we'll be getting we'll be talking to you again in the very near future as we plough plow through the championship Adrian Nolan good to meet you thanks a minute lads up thanks the Adrian God bless thanks please and once again, thanks to Adrian Nolan for taking the time to talk to us. Before I forget, we congratulate uh, Scarif Community College. Uh, their Sina Camogie team have reached uh, the county final with a tremendous victory over St. Flannes last week. And, you know, the bigs where were they all along? But look, at they're in the county final and uh, we wish them the very, very best. Also, the 15 team continuing their merry way. They won the Munster Championship game against Kilmallock there in Bright during the week and we wish them well going forward. Pet, in all of 20 seconds, Munster or Toulouse? Toulouse. I'd have to say, I mean, once they have a few, I think Tiger Burns an awful, an awful loss. As he's hard, I think he's, he's out as well. So, you know, I don't think the squad is good enough to be missing those guys. I know they'll be full of spirit, but there'll probably be 40,000 months building at Davive, if not more. I'm not sure it's sold out or not. I was hoping to be there myself, but it's, it's not happening. Um, but you'd have to say, things, they've improved. Everything is starting to play well now that uh, Ben Grant is has finally almost hidden off. But I was just going to but say, I the think pressure might be off them, and maybe they'll give us a real performance. But uh, Hart says Munster might might hit say to lose. And I think maybe the fact that there's no manager in place and that's set in stone, well, yes. and and Prendergast is there as the coach, it might it might. Prendergast is a great addition, I would think. Yeah, yeah without Pet. Last weekend, this, the sport we covered before on Scarfake Community, we don't drive. We haven't spoken with Katie Taylor and Mendes Serrano. Fight of the year. And Katie Taylor comes up Trump's yet again. She's unbelievable. 
but it was a brutal contest. And I mean, I mean, that, I don't mean bad. I mean brutal in terms of literally the punishment both girls took, particularly Katie Taylor in the fifth round and a few a few other rounds around the middle as well. But the resilience she showed to come back and get her combinations right again and the accuracy she showed and the footwork she showed later on, I don't know how she does it. Um, again, the fight probably could have been called a draw. I'm, I'm no expert on the scoring, far from it, but some of the experts say it probably could have been a draw, should have been a draw. I suppose there's talks, strong talks of a possible rematch in Croke Park in October. If that happens, 80,000 people or whatever it would be in, in Croke Park would be the biggest thing in the history of boxing in Ireland ever. And, uh, and not just women's boxing, but uh, amazing. But it's a seriously tough sport. And, and those two slugged it out, entertained the crowd massively. You know, great to be watching on. But what they're putting the bodies through is something else, Leo. And, and of course, Pat, finally, during the week, uh, congratulations to Real Madrid. And I know who's the other crowd that got to the final there. Um, uh, a red crowd there from the northwest of England. I know it took them from Manchester there. Oh, so actually, it's from Liverpool, yeah, sorry. The, the, the other crowd in Manchester, I think, haven't been in in the top five or six for a while. So, um, hard luck on them too. The and that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3.10 and 92.7 FM in association with Derek Credit Union. My thanks, as always, to Gobers and to Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, uh, Claire Minor Camogie Manager, Eleanor Walsh, and Claire Minor Captain, uh, Eamor Bigley, and we wish him once again the best of luck in the Munster final. Thanks to uh, Donald Maloney, local man Donald, who's involved with the Claire Miners team, and underage hurling in Clare, and also to our Kilkenny representative, we thank Adrian Ronan for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks also to the man in the control tower, is Jim Collins. Without him, we wouldn't have a show. And thanks to you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And all that remains is from me, Leo Dial. It's Bannock Day, August Lawn.